We are building a foundation of truth. We are building our foundations of truth. We are building our foundation of truth. You may not shout too much on this sermon, but please try to stay awake as I teach. If the person next to you fall asleep, pinch them, gently nudge them. Testing one, two. Do I need to go with the handheld again? There we go. There we go. We are reading out of Isaiah chapter 9. I will begin reading at verse, at verse 6. Scroll down to verse 6. And it reads as such in your hearing out of the Amplified. It says, born to us a child is born. To us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity. Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government, and of peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the later times forth, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Amen. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, as I stand before you, please, Lord, increase the anointing, increase the power, move Tracy out of your way that there may be a, that's a your presence. Lord, just allow it to be such a manifestation of your glory that our eyes will be open, that our ears will be open, that we will see you greater than we have ever seen you before. Lord, please, have your way in here. Open up eyes, open up ears, that we may see Jesus, our Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The need to know what we believe is becoming more increasingly important all the time. If you have not noticed, there is a spiritual attack on the name of Jesus. If you don't, have you haven't seen it yet, there is a 
spiritual attack on Christianity and everyone who claims to be a Christian. And, and I just believe, matter of fact, I know I just believe, in, in fact, I know that that attack, that, that onslaught is going to get stronger and stronger. And the reason I say that is because Satan knows that his time is almost up. And he knows that the only thing that can save mankind, the, the, the man's salvation is in the name of Jesus and the foundational truth that you and I believe. So we are constantly going to be bombarded by attacks that would tell us that we are intolerant, that we are wrong, that, that what we preach is, 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 is old school, that we need to get with the culture. And if you believe what is written in that book, you foolish. My problem with that is I expect the world to believe that. But I'm afraid that we got folks sitting in churches who is being seduced by the spirit of this world. And they're believing that too. See, we think just because everyone comes to church is on the same page. We would be shocked at the belief systems that are sitting here right now. And the, what we don't know about this truth. So, so walk with me today. Try not to fall asleep. Because there's times when we not, need not to shout but learn. Matter of fact, until you learn, you don't got nothing to shout about. Your, your shout should be based on that God has given you something, shown you something. Some folks, when they get through shouting, if you ask them what they're shouting about, they can't tell you. Ooh, we had church today. Whoa, pastor preached today. Yeah, what he preached about, I don't know, but it sure was good. <laughs> I hate to tell us, that's emotionalism. And the same devil, the devil don't mind you getting emotional and, and shouting as long as you don't know no new truth. He'll wait for you to get in the vest of you and mess you up after your shout. Shouting one moment, cussing the next. <laughs> Somebody said, forgive me, Father. <laughs> there should have been a whole lot of more forgives me, Fathers. <laughs> because we know that's how the enemy attacks. Fundamental. This is the foundation. Look at the paradox of our text. For to us, a child 
is born. That's his humanity. That's Jesus becoming a child. That's Jesus becoming one of us. That's him born in Bethlehem. That's him born in straggling clothes. That's him in a manger. That's him walking as a man. To us, a son is given. That is the divinity of Jesus. That's him being God. That's him being in the form of God. He, he has the same attributes of God the Father. He is God. And somehow, these two natures meet in one. Let me, let me help you. If you don't see Jesus as God, you really don't see him. If you don't see Jesus as him loving us enough to become one of us, the sense of your salvation isn't great enough. If you understand that this process, that this what, 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 what they did, the Godhead did, God the Father, God the Son, one God, but they manifest themselves they, in three personalities. If, if you don't understand that this had to be done this way, then we miss it. Let me, let me, let me throw something at you. One of the major questions that, are, that is asked me is why did he, if he was God, why did he have to die on the cross? What that question really shows me that the person asking that question don't understand our problem. Turn, 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 turn to your neighbor and say, you got a problem. <laughs> Left to ourselves, we got a big problem. Y'all didn't do it. Why didn't y'all do that? Y'all didn't do it. Matter of fact, turn to say, you got issues. Because whether you know it or not, that is the human condition. And it's called sin. That is the you, and none of us is above that. That's what this thing is really all about. We were sinners at our core. Sin is not just what we do. Sinners are what we were. I know we like to quote that we were made in the image of God, but don't you know that in Genesis chapter 3, that changed? Do you understand the, 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 the problem that Adam and Eve created when they disobeyed God? I know Genesis 1, 27 said that we were made in his image, but don't you realize that Genesis chapter 5 starts giving the geology of Adam, and it said this, and he kept on having children after his own image, no longer under the image of God, but image had been changed and now everyone born from him had a changed image. So we no longer under the image of God. We are now after the image of Adam and Adam messed us up. I know, I know, I know. Y'all want to blame Eve. 
but I got to blame Adam. You know why? Because God gave Adam the authority. When Eve, dis- when Eve disobeyed and ain't nothing happened. Now, I do got a problem with Eve. You know what my problem is? Yes, she did. But even before then, there was a problem. What is she doing having that conversation with Satan when God didn't tell her, God told Adam. And Adam told Eve what God told him. I will say something, but I'm going to hold my tongue. Here she is out of position. But the problem is, she's not the only one out of position because I would debate with you that Adam was not out tending the garden or the orchard. Adam was standing right there with her. Because if you read the text, what it says is she turned and gave to the man that was with her. Well, Reb, it don't mean that he was right there with her. It means that that was her man. Of course, that was the only man that was around. Of course. (laughs) Ain't nobody else to be with. The Bible don't say something. It does not say what is already known. It says it as a location. He was right there with her. She didn't have to go find him. My my question is, why didn't Adam open up his mouth? Why did he stand there and kept? Why did he stand up and be the man God made him to be? Ain't nobody going to get out of here safe today. No, nobody. Curl up your toes right now. Right now, just curl them up and say, ouch, you ahead of time. But watch this. Sin does not pass down to the next generation from the mother. It passes down from the father. That is how Jesus could be born of Mary and not have a sin problem. Jesus becomes the second Adam to undo for us what the first Adam did. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got issues. Left to ourselves, we got issues. I don't know what your issues were, but my issues were. Some of y'all, I know, I know you cute. You know that little baby that you holding in your arms? As cute as they can be. Wait till they get old enough. Wait till they get to the terrible twos. Then got in your flower and dirt is all over your white carpet. And they're as cute as they can be. 
issues. That's what God had to deal with. Satan is smart. Satan tried to overcome God and couldn't. So what he did was he said, he said, I can't beat God, but I can hurt him. I know God loved this creature called man. And, and he given this creature authority over the earth because the earth was supposed to be Adam's and Eve's kingdom to run it after God's ordinances so that there would be a, king, a, a God kingdom on earth. Adam had authority. Adam had power. He didn't have to listen to Satan. All he had to do is shut up and get out. And Satan had to shut up and get out. He had that type of dominion. He did not have sin nature. That's why Satan couldn't get into his head unless speaking through a snake. I mean, they was large and in charge. When God gave them dominion, he gave them total dominion on the earth. As long as they was up under God's covering elephant, lay down. Lion, I want to go for a ride. Eagle, land on my hand. And they would have obeyed him like they was obeying God. Satan, leave and don't come back. And he would have slid her away. But when they came up and said, God, we got this. We don't need you. We're going to do it our way. Satan stepped into the seat of dominion that Adam was supposed to have on the earth. Oh, let, me, let me show you what, what, what the problem is. Justin, I know you're writing, but come here, man. Uh, okay. Just you for now. What Satan did was this. He knows God loves man, but God hates sin. So he put sin in man. He knows that sin got to be judged. So now Satan figures you got to judge who you love. Because you are Holy God. So now I have just created a conflict in you. I have now caused a conflict with the love of God and the holiness of God. So God loves man, but in man is sin, and I know God has to judge the sin. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got an issue. Listen, you said, my sin ain't that bad. Sin is sin is sin. And God has to judge the holy. See, see, can, can God do anything? No, he can't. He cannot go against his own character. God has to be true to himself. The holiness of God has to be 
satisfied. God cannot lie. God cannot fail. God cannot stop being God. We're in a class, and in the class, they said, they said, they said, they said, and, and, and they would hit you with these questions that don't make sense. Since God is all powerful can, and he can do anything, can God make a rock too heavy for him to lift? It's sucker logic. You can't. This is the, but th that's not the question. The question is, would God make a rock bigger than what he can lift? Because God is always a God of purpose, and he will not do something outside of his purpose. And when you know the character of God, you know that there's certain things that is outside of God's character, and God will always stay within character. When he do what he do, God's going to do it in his character. The dilemma is God loves you, but you're a sinner. That cute, itty-bitty baby at core level is a sinner. That, 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 that little grandchild is too cute for you to whoop. I know I'm mad. Huh? That, that cute, I know he's handsome, but he's bad. And everybody know he needs a whooping but you. Why? Because unless you put a handle on this, let me show you how ugly this is. Let me show you how ugly this sin thing is. I don't care what it is, if a person allows in their soul that sin to continue, that sin will affect their physical being. Oh, Y'all need to ride with me on this. Haven't you ever seen somebody who's not drunk, but they got that drunk walk? If something remains in your spirit long enough, it seems to change even the person's physical. It's funny how God sets things up because I'm going to let him be the born-again person, let him be the sinner. And I'm going to say that you can tell because there's a light on him. And his forehead is shining. Y'all see that? I did not tell him to put Vaseline on his forehead. God is an awesome God. But I'm telling you, when a person is full of the Holy Spirit, you can see it. When a person is full of the devil, especially when they enter in their deepest, if you look in their eyes, there's no light in their eyes. You can't tell me that whatever we are in don't manifest itself in a physical way. Oh, yes, it does. If you stay in something long enough, and it may be a secret, your secret doesn't 
stay a secret. Sooner or later, it will start manifesting itself on you. Good or bad. The deeper you go, the Holy Spirit, you can see a person and you can see the presence of God on them. When somebody is dealing with, 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 with stuff that is deep and dark, it changes. You can see the joy of a person walking in the Holy Spirit. You can see the misery. Listen, Jesus did not come to make you better. He came to make you alive. We are either dead or we are alive. I hate to say this, but I got to say this. I don't care how long you go to church. If you don't know the Jesus, church don't save you. They say, well, well, I've been going to church all my life. I'm a good church child. My mama brought me to church. My daddy was a deacon. And all I know is church. That's not the question. I didn't ask you if you knew church. I asked you, did you know Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. I may call you back up, okay? Here I am. I divide the congregation up. This side is, is, is team one. This side is team two. And you pick your strongest representative. They picked their strongest representative. This is the way it was in the Old Testament. And a lot of times, instead of everyone fighting, they said, we don't want to do that today. Well, we're going to do David and Goliath. You pick your baddest boy. We pick our baddest boy. And, and whatever happens to your boy happens to all of us. They are your representative. So if my man win, we all win. But if my man lose, that's what happened to Adam and the devil. If Adam would have won, he would have won for all of us. And he had everything he needed to win. And he didn't use what he had. Matter of fact, there was really no contest. He just disobeyed, and the devil took over. And all of us fail in Adam. Do, do you see the dilemma? Do you see what has happened? That even before we did anything wrong, we was already marked for death. Because in our nature is a bent. That's why you can't lift your nose up above somebody else like you are who you are by your own strength. If it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God on you, you wouldn't be. That's why you can't lift your nose down on somebody that got a drinking problem, a drug problem. It's been by God's grace that kept us. If it wasn't for God's grace, you don't know how low you can go. If God don't keep you, you can't keep yourself. I told you this before. There's a whole lot of doors I walked through when I was out there. But with some doors, 
I try to go through, and God locked the door. You know why God locked the door? Because if I would have went through that door, I wouldn't have made it back. So God's grace locked the door because God said, no, I got purpose for you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to allow you to experience something, but there's something other people went through, and I watched them go through. But when I wanted to go through, the door got locked on me. Don't tell me what you didn't do. Thank God that he didn't allow you to do it. Because if you would have went through those doors, you may not be sitting. That's mercy and grace. That's mercy. See, sometimes if we don't watch it, we say what we didn't. Well, I don't have a testimony like that. I've been good all my life. Medea would tell you, I ain't going there. Okay, come on. Some of y'all caught that. Some of y'all didn't. That's okay. That's okay. Ask somebody. Okay, okay. Watch this. Watch this. It was God who kept you from. It was even him then. Because he knew where you needed to be when he came to get you. Lord, have mercy. That's something to shout about. That's something to say hallelujah. That's something to make us praise him and be thankful to him. That takes all the pride. And we come before him saying, oh, you good. Right now you're good. In the midst of your good. I said, let me, let me, let me, let me go. Let me go, let me go. Listen, First uh, John chapter 3, verse 8. I'm just going to go to the last part of this. He said, for this reason was Jesus manifest to destroy to dissolve, to eliminate the work of the devil. What work? The work that the devil has set up in you and in me. Justin, can I, can I, can I, can I use you again? <laughs> can I put sin on you again? Just for a little bit. Keep it there. <laughs> we, we, we're going to take it out. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Matter of fact, you're pregnant. You're pregnant with sin. The seed of sin, we all was pregnant with. See, it's not the action, it's the seed. That's the problem. And because Adam and Eve messed up, Adam messed up, everyone from Adam had a seed of sin. Now I said, it doesn't matter how it manifests. The problem is it manifests. 
Somebody didn't catch that. Listen, we look at the fruit. God looks at the seed. We, we judge the fruit. And God said, it's not the fruit I got a problem with. It's the seed I got a problem with. So we characterize the fruit. One sin is worse than another sin. And God said, I really don't have a problem with the fruit. My problem is I got to get rid of the seed. <laughs> That's where the attitude, the corruption, everything is coming from that seed. Different manifestation, but we all got the same sin seed. So he's pregnant. Hold on, let me, let me show you this. Notice I didn't say sins. You know why I didn't put an S on it? Because we like to count. I don't smoke no more. I don't drink no more. I don't do this no more. I don't do this no more. You know what? God's not interested in what you don't do. He got to deal with what you did do. Well, well, I'm not as bad as he is. Who said you're not as bad as he is? That's your judgment. God has to deal with the sin. Not sin. Turn to your neighbor and say, Oh, we jacked. <laughs> oh, we jacked. See, in the day we got preaching and don't even deal with sin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got preaching and make God seem like he's our bellhop and he's supposed to make us, you know, everything okay. And they don't deal with man's issue. I told you before, there's no other religion that deals with the sin problem. If you bring up sin, they will change the subject. In Buddhism, see, and we run around saying karma. We don't really know what karma is. You know what? Karma says that if you're a bad person, you're coming back as a cockroach next time. <laughs> it's reincarnation. That's why if, if, if they're driving, if they're driving, they heard about this Indian man. He was driving, he had a taxi or a bus, and a cow walked across the road. And, and because the cow, he might be a relative because they wasn't that good, so they came back as a cow. He wrecked his, 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 his bus and hurt a lot of people. And he said, there's something wrong with this. There's something wrong with this. See, you're supposed to keep getting better. Anytime you're getting better, after a while, you arrive at a place of Nevada, which is one with God. Muslims, they don't know whether they're going to heaven or not. But they pray five times a day. But, but they, they do things and they, they're disciplined. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
and they hope God get them in. The only sure way is for you to strap a bomb on yourself, walk into a place and blow yourself up. Why? Because none of them deal with the human issue. Man, turn to your so that they know. Oh, we jacked. <laughs> I know it's not. Yeah, some, of, some of them are going to go home and say, Well, Vince, all he talked about was sin today. And we jacked. They're going to be on the Facebook where Vince said, We jacked. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Okay, let me break us to. Let me bring us to a close, okay? Let me bring us to a close. Revelations. No, no, let's, let's go back to that first John. So, for this reason, the Son of God was made visible. The invisible God became visible, became one of us, because he becomes the second Adam. He does for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Moses had a temper and was a murderer. Abraham lied. Isaac lied. Jacob was a deceiver. If you go down through each one, there's an issue somewhere. Even if it's not recorded, you better believe there's an issue somewhere. I mean, I mean, which one of us could, could live up to God's holiness None of us. But that's what it requires to satisfy God's. Listen, he loves us, but he's still holy. He, 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 he wants to save us, but we don't fail past the mark. The wage of sin is death. We all fall short. Of the glory of God. Every one of us has turned our own way. There's none of us that follow God wholly. All of us have done wrong. In other words, we jacked. For this reason, he was manifest, listen, to undo, to destroy to listen, to loosen, to dissolve the works of the devil. If you in Jesus, you are sealed. You know what it means that you're sealed? That means if you in Jesus, it doesn't matter what you do next. The blood of Jesus got you covered. Oh, y'all don't hear me? You don't hear me? I mean, if you sure enough know Jesus and there and there, and there been a change in your life, God has planted in you a new seed. That seed is in the Holy Spirit. Now, the character of God is in you. Now, listen, that doesn't give you license to go out there and do what you want to do. Because the evidence of you having the real seed is that you don't want to do wrong no more. Uh, somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. See, the evidence that you know him is you don't feel good about doing wrong. If you can do anything, 
your salvation. You can't tell me you still can cuss worse than a sailor. You can't tell me you can slip and slide and dip all over the place. You can't tell me you can have Sally, Jackie, Henry, Harry up in your bed every night. They come in church and hallelujah. There's a demon on that line somewhere. There is something about the Holy Spirit in your life that won't let you sleep, that will wake you up, that will make you feel bad, that will make you cry and say, Lord, I'm sorry. You've been too good to me for me to act any old way. You can run, but you can't get away. Had a young man at the 8 o'clock, used to belong here. He said, he'd been back up here for about four months, and he'd been saying, he said, I I've been saying to myself that I'm coming back. He said, he got in front of the church and got a headache. He said he wasn't planning on coming to church. He said, but his head hurt too bad to move on. He said, he said, he said he got here. Am I right, Brian? He said he got here 20 minutes for me to preach. He said, in that 20 minutes, that sermon answered every prayer he'd been praying for the last three years. I wasn't finished preaching yet, and he got up my fat. Brian, he, he said when he went out, he said he didn't go out in the, in, the, in the vestibule to leave. He said he was just overwhelmed. Brian went and got in and brought him back. When he came back, I wasn't finished preaching, and I saw him on the side of the wall making his way up. Now, what was it he said, Brian? But he said, so I can't take this no more. Now, 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 what he was saying was, he told me, he said, what I was saying was, he said, I can't take living like this no more. I just can't do it no more. Something in me won't let me continue in what I used to be in. Don't tell me God won't pull you back. Don't tell me that God won't put a lasso around your neck. Don't tell me God will stop you in your tracks. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yeah, if you're his, he'll stop you in your tracks. And what you thought you was going to do, you won't. He's real. He's real. Listen, watch. Let me, let me take this one. Revelations 1. Revelations chapter 1, verse 6. For from Jesus, the faithful, the trustworthy witness, the firstborn. When you talk to, when you talk to Jehovah Witnesses, they would take this firstborn here. And then in Colossians chapter 2, so he's the firstborn of, of creation. And they take it as though it means that he was the first one 
God created. That's not what it means. In Colossians, it's talking about he has preeminence. It's going back into the Old Testament saying that he is the big brother of all those that are in him. So in his victory, they have victory. That he has authority and power. And now those of us that has been washed in the blood, we stand in and on his authority and power. I need to make this more clear. When I told you that Satan had nothing coming with Adam, well, if you are in Jesus, Satan has no coming with you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think nobody heard that. Because Satan has convinced the church that we are powerless. But when I read my Bible and I'm wrapped up in Jesus, then I can say to Satan, get behind me and he got to get behind me. See, I, I don't know about what Bible you read, but my Bible tells me that even if it's a demonic situation, that I can speak by faith and the demons got to leave. See, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. But because we don't know that, we act like we running from Satan. But the truth is, Satan ought to be running for us as we march in our authority in Jesus. I'm trying to, trying to wrap this up. The first of the dead to be brought back to life. So I said, well, what about Lazarus? What about the other people Jesus lifted? Lazarus died again. Everyone else died again. But when Jesus got up, he was resurrected. Resurrected means that his mortal body became immortal. He had a now a glorified body. He could walk through walls. He, he would show up out of nowhere. He would just be there. All of a sudden, he just appeared. He was lifted up by the clouds. That wasn't just a miracle. That is his new body. You know, sometimes, you know, tired, not home yet. I said, I just wish I could think I'm home and I'm there. Anybody else been there? You know, you know, know what I now believe? The reason God gives that our cause that to happen because every time I feel like that God reminds me Tracy one day is going to be like that when you get into your new body the body that Jesus had you think of being there and you will show up there you know what that makes me even more thirsty that makes me even more hungry for my glorified body. Let me, let me, let me finish this. I, we got out at 12.30 last week. I'm trying to do that again. Well, maybe we just stop now and we say amen. And I don't want to do y'all, okay? Let me, let me finish this, let me finish this, okay? Let's look what he says. 
He says, the prince, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him, whoever loves us and once for all. Listen, he forever loves us. Say that to your neighbor. He forever loves us. I'm so glad his love is not based on us. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, folks will let you down. They will love you as long as you do what they want you to do. But when you don't do what they want you to do, they get an attitude. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, don't you depend on nobody too much. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Can't nobody be there like Jesus. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your sister, not your... They are human. They will let you down. Don't you even depend on me like that. I can't save you. I can't always be there. My God, I will let you down. But I know somebody that would never, that would never let you down. He forever loved us. That means that no matter what you do, his love for you don't change. You know what that does? It makes me not want to let him down. When he loves you like that, it ought to pierce your heart. When you know, y'all don't hear me. When you know that he loves you, when you know that he cares for you, it makes your heart soft. And you just can't do anything. Ministering to this young man. And he was just crying. I said, I said, I said you're covered. You know, he's just crying. I said, I said, you know, God forgives you. And he wasn't, he said, I know. Then why are you crying? Because I don't want to let him down. Heartbroken. Not because he thought he was kicked out. No, he's loved. No, he's forgiven. Know that he's covered. But his heart was broken. He said, I let him down. I know better. I know how good he's been. Is there anybody where, 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 where your heart is broken, where you know how good he's been, and when you let him down, yeah, it's not that you've been kicked out. It's not that his love is here. But your heart is broken because he's been too good. He's been too good. He's been too good. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish this. To him who forever loves us and has once and for all loosened and freed us from our sins by his own blood and formed us into a kingdom, a royal race of priests, to his God and Father, to him be glory and the power 
and the majesty and the dominion throughout the ages forever and ever. Let me see if I can capture this quickly. What he's saying is, is that we're his. Forever his. And there's nothing that the devil can do about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know him, when you up, you're his. When you're down, his. When you're on top of the mountain, you're his. When you're down in the valley, you're his. When you're good, you're his. When you're bad, you're his. That no matter what we do, we're his. If you're really his, you're his. Aren't you glad that your salvation isn't based on you? It's based on Jesus and that he died for you, that he rose for you, that he got up for you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Cut me off. Man, I'm pointing at him. I'm pointing for you too. Justin is us. Otis is Jesus. What God did was took off of us, put it on Jesus, and does and judge Jesus on the cross instead of us. Watch this, watch this. In the Old Testament, when they would slaughter the sheep, they would also bring a goat. And they would get ready to execute the goat. And the priest would lay his hand on the goat, then lay his hand on the sheep, representing the transference from the goat to the sheep. And then they would set the goat free. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's make sure they got this. We all are the goat. <laughs> Jacked up in our sins. The Lord Jesus Christ on the cross laid his hands on us. Jesus became a sheep for us. Wait a minute, some of y'all don't get this. What's the connection between sheep and goat? They're cousins. They're cousins. And what he's trying to say is this. Goats butt one another. And we act more like goats than sheep. <laughs> you know, you know, there was a with sheep, there is a purity that represents Jesus with them because that's one of the animals that can't run fast. They don't have no claws. They don't bite fast. When, when the enemy comes, they go, bah, and stand there. Sheep needs protection. 
They cannot live out in the wild because they can't defend themselves. A goat is more like us because we will fight. Y'all get the picture. So he distinguishes between us, goats, and Jesus, the lamb. So he takes the sin of us and lays it on the lamb. Move us out of the way. Bring Jesus in the way. And say, I love you. I'm going to let you go free. But I'm going to judge the sin that was in you by judging it on the one who knew no sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So when God judged Jesus, his holiness was satisfied. Then he took the righteousness of Jesus and put it on us. Hallelujah. 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 Listen. Listen. All I'm trying to say is there's no other name by which you must be saved. Nobody else could have took your sins. Nobody else could have took your issues. There's nobody else that can step in your mess and clean up your mess. There's something about Jesus that makes everything all right. I, I, I love the fact that he don't only deal with your sin, but he will heal your hurt. See, some of us are still caught up with what somebody did to us. Listen, you don't have to stay stuck. The Lord came to set you free. See, it's not just what we did, it's what others did to us. But I know somebody that will reach down into your mess. And the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus will clean up your mess. That he just won't leave you saved and hurt. Because he's able to take your hurt and love your hurt away. There's something about Jesus that makes everything, everything, everything all right. Listen, turn to the next person and say, give your issues, give your sin to the only one that can deal with it. His name, his name, his name, his name is Jesus. That's power, that's power, that's saving power, deliverance power in the name, in the name. Jesus. Turn, 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 Jesus. Turn to the person next to say, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Do you know him? Are you sure you know him? Not just heard about him. Do you know him? Let me introduce you to Jesus.
That young man came in my office. Said, you remember me? Said, yeah, I remember you. Been a long time. He said, I got to the place where I said I don't need God. I don't need, I don't, I don't, I don't need nobody. And his mom said, son, you got to choose. You got to choose between God who loves you and Satan that hates you. He said, I'm not going to choose. But in making no choice, you made your choice. Did you hear me? When you make no choice, you chose Satan. Who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him for yourself? I got preachers here that will pray with you and talk with you and share with you. Jesus. Jesus. If you're here as we stand, come on. Come on. Walk this journey with us. Walk